Kieran McEnulty joins us. Uh, Kieran, good uh, good afternoon. Good day. How you getting on? Oh, well, all right. How are you getting on, and where are you? I'm uh, at the Beehive at the moment. I've been down in the uh, National Coordination Centre, the, otherwise known as the bunker underneath the Beehive, but I've just popped up to the office to be on with you. Okay. Um, so, look, some of the coverage about this has been very dramatic, but what is the latest, and which areas of the country should we be particularly concerned about in the next 24 hours? Yeah, it might seem dramatic, but um, there's a reason for that, because this is expected to be an unprecedented and dangerous weather event. Yep. And obviously the north of the North Island but across to the east coast and also central North Island as well. So obviously Northland, Auckland, Coromandel and Gisborne are the areas of most concern at the moment. Yep. Um, but as it continues to uh, get closer, uh, we expect that we'll be updating those warnings for other regions as well. Uh, it's been it's a Category 2 cyclone, which is was a couple of days ago being reported as Category 3. Does that inform us much about what we can expect? Well... Yes, it has been downgraded, but the severity of this is still expected to be uh, quite significant for us. Yeah. And so uh, the levels of rainfall that are being predicted in some areas uh, has the potential to be uh, setting new records. Uh, and given that many of the areas, particularly up the north and east of the North Island, is already saturated from rain over the summer, it actually might not take much rain to cause issues such as landslips mm. and road closures and all those sorts of things. We've seen in the Coromandel, for example, the impact of the recent event uh, completely demolishing State Highway 25A. Mm. Um, so we're watching that very closely, and NEMA is working alongside uh, the local teams to uh, provide them support in their response. Would we be um, feeling the same way if we hadn't had the events of uh, two weeks ago? Because you've referred to the, the sodden ground, which is obviously a, a huge factor, I would imagine. Uh, it, it, does, did the last two weeks, have they made a big difference to the way we're responding this time? Uh, it's certainly a factor, but in isolation, the cyclone would still be uh, warranting the warnings that we've been issuing. If you consider places like Gisborne, for example, that wasn't necessarily hit last time, and yet the concern there remains. Mm. Uh, but obviously places like Auckland, uh, parts of Northland, and especially the Coromandel, given what you have received, mm. uh, we are cer certainly concerned about the accumulative effects. How do we compare, uh, okay, what's worse, wind or rain? Well, obviously, with the recent event in Auckland, that was just rain. What concerns us, with this being a cyclone, is both are occurring at once. So we have the potential for flooding, we have the potential for landslips, but also when we're talking about uh, extreme winds, that can cause its issues as well. So that may bring trees down across roads. That might isolate people in suburbs yeah. and communities. And so that's why for a couple of days now we've been encouraging people to get prepared. They need to be prepared to be stuck in their house for up to three days, mm. but they also need to be prepared to leave at short notice as well. Uh, um, we had last year, I think there was Cyclone Dovey that uh, blew through. It didn't affect as much of the country, but there was a Category 2. Um, do we learn any lessons from a year ago? Is, is what we're going to see this time different to what we saw uh, last year? Well, when I get advice from the likes of Met Service and they use the words unprecedented, that makes me sit up and take notice. Mm. And I think that what you've seen from government agencies, uh, but also local civil defence yeah. units, is that they've been pretty clear in their warnings here. We expect that this will be significant and we're encouraging people to take preparations, yeah. but also to listen to advice 
And if people are prepared and they're required to evacuate, yep. if they comply with that, then that's because we're wanting to ensure their safety. The storm blew through Norfolk Island last night. Is there anything we can take away from from that its journey through that part of the world? Yeah, well, um, obviously they were concerned as well, and I must admit I haven't had an update today as to what the extent of that damage was in yeah. Norfolk Island. But, of course, each region's different. Mm. And uh, with Auckland, we're worried about the density of people and obviously the accumulative effects. We're worried about places like Tairawhiti, Gisborne, and uh, um, Coromandel, obviously, because they have had a horrible run in the last couple of years. And we've seen the damage that can cause and the isolation that it can cause to those um, those rural communities. Mm. And, and so that's different to what no, the makeup of Norfolk Island. But obviously, every community has their um, has their points of concern, um, be it roading, uh, be it the, the the flooding potential, etc. And so that's why I think the strength of our civil defence structure in New Zealand is that it is localised, yeah. and the people that are on the ground know their area best and uh, they know the best response when these things hit. Okay, uh, what's your advice to people just to, and, and when, when the going gets tough, uh, what should their first port of call be for information and assistance? Well, I would encourage them to keep listening to the radio. Yeah. You, but you guys are doing a great job in updating people and it's very much appreciated. Uh, but also, if they want weather updates, Met Service is doing uh, regular updates. Uh, the same with Waka Kotahi around road closures. The same with the local civil defence units and local councils. That would be the yeah. first port of call for localised information. But also NEMA is supporting them uh, with amplifying those messages, but also national updates. I've been given an assurance, as too have other ministers, that updates will be kept regular and the information will be clearly outlined and, uh, and to the point. So we expect that to be the case over the next few days. So in terms of just uh, one final thing, uh, our preparation, do you feel that because we've been through what we went through a couple of weeks ago that we are probably much better prepared than we might otherwise have been? I think that it's only natural that that would make people take more notice than perhaps what they might have done if it was an isolated event. There's no doubt that the event that occurred in Auckland uh, not so long ago uh, it caused huge disruption and devastation to many people. And then the idea of another storm coming through, obviously people are going to take that seriously. Uh, we, but that's good because we really want them to do that in this instance. Uh, you know, Like I said earlier, this could be unprecedented. And the more that people can do to prepare, uh, the more chance that we've got to keep them safe if they're required to evacuate. But things like having enough water and enough food for three days for yourselves and your pets, etc., that's going to make a big difference. And uh, we really have been emphasising three days so that people only take what they need. And whilst there have been some shortages reported at supermarkets on the whole, it seems like that's gone pretty well. And uh, that gives us some confidence that, like I say, if people are stuck at home, then they're going to be OK. If they do have to evacuate, if they're prepared, then they'll be OK. But at the same time, there are provisions are set up in every region that's been highlighted. If people do need to leave and they do need assistance, they'll be able to get those at the various civil defence centres set up. Okay, um, maybe one. I'll just squeeze one more question if I can. Uh, for those of people, I mean, I do detect around uh, just friends that I'm talking to, and there there's a variety of coverage on this, and I do detect that there's quite a lot of anxiety. Um, obviously, we've got to be concerned, but do, is there anything you might offer just to to put things in perspective for people? Well, I'm comfortable uh, where I am looking at the levels of support, the level of engagement across agencies with local councils, with civil defence groups. I'm actually quite satisfied that plans are in place to ensure people's safety and comfort. 
and that if they do require help, the information is there for them to follow. If they require accommodation, we will find it for them. Uh, those civil defence centres, particularly in Auckland, have blankets, they have mattresses, they have food. If people need it, they shouldn't hesitate to access that. Thanks very much. Uh, Kieran McAnulty, Minister for Emergency Management, really appreciate your time uh, this afternoon. Fingers crossed we're all good. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers.